Welcome, this is David Kukula on uh, La Onda Bajita with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world. And we have a very uh, special uh, program today with Kitty Lola and some special guests. And right now I have uh, Stephen Halpern with me. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you for Welcome. making time Pleasure for to be us. Here. Absolutely. And so on our show, we've been bringing in healers from around the world. And uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the fusion of these different uh, healing arts. Mm -hmm. And the, there's so many. And uh, tonight we have a special program with you and Dennis Banks and Kitty Lola from Japan. And so, Stephen, you've been in this uh, healing world for a long time now, Many most, most of your life, I'm assuming. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Uh, could yes. you tell us a little bit about your past and how, how did you make your way into this uh, new age music? Uh, I started off in the world of jazz and jazz rock fusion, uh, particularly dealing with improvisation. And when I opened up and started having that direct connection where the music would flow through in a typically a high energy John Coltrane or Miles mm -hmm. Davis uh, context, uh, it really, it really was a turn on. And mm. uh, the teachers that I was working with at University of Buffalo also turned me on to the ancient tradition of healing music, going back to ancient China and Greece and Egypt. Uh, also was reading Edgar Cayce. And one of my projects uh, as a research project was looking into the ancient uses of sound and healing. And I actually created a program where I was going to be studying more of uh, music and consciousness, music and transformation, and the healing powers of music. Uh, as things worked out, or before I went into uh, graduate school, I had a couple weeks off, came out to California for what I thought was a two-week vacation, mm -hmm. had some experiences where I really started hearing this new, very gentle kind of music, mm -hmm. and uh, very, quote, coincidentally, synchronistically, was offered a job at a um, sister's uh, program like Esalen, mm -hmm. where leaders of the human potential movement would come through, and that's where I started really playing this music, getting to share it with, with other people, uh, and uh, never went back to Buffalo, started mm -hmm. my life all over, and was guided at that point when people would start meditating with my music. People like Dr. Uh, Stanley Krippner and Dr. Uh, John Lilly mm -hmm. uh, challenged me to prove that the spiritual effects or the meditative effects or the healing effects could be verified by science. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the two hardest changes in my life was to take the subjective, what would happen with my eyes closed and inside, mm -hmm. and deal with some of the aspects of science and uh, uh, what ways of working with energy where we can prove that what was happening was really different than, for instance, what happens when we listen to classical music or what mm -hmm. happens when we listen mm -hmm. to other guys. Not to say that it's better than, but it's right. different than. And there's a whole pantheon of uh, relaxation and healing parameters that happen when you shift gears, when you slow down your brain waves, when you slow down your breathing. And that is part of the, the traditional psychotechnologies. Virtu virtually every spiritual system that we know of deals with aspects of taking a deep breath, uh, mm -hmm. quieting the mind, be still and know, you know, that which is in the Bible is in so many other traditions. Mm -hmm. 
but it was never really in music. Mm. And it certainly wasn't in music that you could buy an LP or a CD that you could, uh, without being a court musician and being royalty, you didn't have somebody who could play that for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I wound up starting off playing at meditation events and uh, uh -huh. ceremonies. But I wanted someone to play for me when I was getting a massage or when I was meditating, because anytime you have to hit the bowl or do something else, it takes you out of that state. So my early recordings were just uh, an, asp uh, an opportunity for me to just totally get into the sound. In 1975, I met the, um, the, the engineer of the first Bay Area independent multi-track recording studio, because until then, independent musicians could not make a record easily because the big studios were, were owned by the major labels. Mm -hmm. This is part of the big change. So I was their first client on January 4th, 1975, and did my first album, Balancing and Tuning Up the Chakras, mm -hmm. and assumed that might be it. And yeah. um, as things turned out, a lot of people were looking for meditative and healing albums, mm -hmm. and there was no place to buy them. So not knowing any better, I started going to the places that I would shop health food stores, metaphysical bookstores, and would take the album in there. And typically all of them would say, well, we're a bookstore or we're a health food store or we don't sell music. And then uh, I would get to explain to them that they're a lifestyle support network and it's a resource. And uh, the alt I basically started the alternative field for music, something I'm not really known for, but my albums were the first albums around the country marketed uh, out of the closet as meditation and healing. Before my first album, which is now Chakra Suite, which is Ridley Spectrum Suite, uh, you couldn't go to stores mm -hmm. and find meditative albums. Mm -hmm. It just didn't exist. And when I was first in Tower and uh, some of the other major things, mm -hmm. they would stick me in exotic folklore behind you know, a Walt Disney thing. So you couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. uh, so part, part of my uh, uh, program has been both to pursue on the inner planes the music that, that's coming through and to manifest that and record that, but also learn how to get it out into the world. Mm -hmm. And that was the second hardest thing because I knew nothing about business coming out of the 60s. Anything about business was something I didn't want to know about mm -hmm. until I really got, and got to understand that uh, that's part of the way the world works. And if I were to really serve the music, which was my, my job, and that's part of why I'm here for, then I needed to learn how to deal with the material world to bring the music into uh, various healing centers and stores and talk to radio people like you and uh, get on uh, various uh, mainstream TV and uh, uh, occasionally talk to the BBC or USA mm -hmm. Today or New York Times. Back when they say, we've never heard anyone talk about the healing powers of music. Did you make that up? And I say, <laughs> no, actually this is a 5,000 year old tradition that nobody knows about. Mm -hmm. So part of my job being an Aries from New York was mm -hmm. to say, hey folks, there's a very ancient technology that's also very much what we need right now. Yeah. And uh, my latest albums take some of the very ancient aspects that really, again, deal with how the brain and the body respond to sound and give it some extra uh, assistance in getting into deeper transcendent states mm -hmm. at the speed of sound. And it's legal, it's non-addictive, and uh, there are no harmful side effects. And the uh, the big uh, delight last year with that my last recording, which is called Deep Alpha, uh, for alpha brainwaves getting into a deep automatic meditation state, 
was nominated for Grammy, the Best New Age uh, album in 2012. So that was a real breakthrough mm-hmm. because uh, mainstream music industry, it, I, I don't think I'm letting any secrets out, is not really interested in healing. In fact, there were, I was surprised hmm. that there were so many people that don't want people to know about the healing powers of music, hmm. such as the pharmaceutical industry, a mm-hmm. lot of the AMA folks, uh, a lot of the entertainment uh, field. Mm-hmm. Although some, some of the people that I, I could mention on the side will admit it, they can't say that publicly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been, been really uh, interesting. I've always been upfront, out of the closet, that I'm into meditation. Right. I'm into health foods, you know, and I needed that because my physical body, I needed that to, to heal myself. Mm. And the music has helped me deal with my own stress mm-hmm. levels, which were off the chart back in the 70s. And uh, so I'm a living testament to the healing powers of music. When we look at uh, all our indigenous cultures, music, oh, yes. chanting is an integral part yeah. of uh, lifestyle. Yeah. And so uh, what I'm seeing or hearing you say, Stephen, is that uh, you've taken this ancient tradition and made it available in the exactly. modern world. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and when I was back in college and in grad school, that was what I was studying. Mm-hmm. And I actually had one of the research associates, a scientist, say, this is no, no longer a graduate program. This is your mm-hmm. life. People need to know about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, uh, it was at that point that I realized that that's really what I want to do with my life. I mean, everything else that I was doing was, I was whether it was teaching or uh, whatever, as, as soon as I got clear that that was uh, my mission, mm-hmm. then the question was, well, there's, there was no one to model what I do after. I couldn't study what someone else was doing because no one else was doing it. Uh-huh. So I had to create all the, the uh, templates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we made some mistakes over, over the years, but uh, by and large, you know, for not knowing anything about mm-hmm. that part of life, uh, I'm happy that I've been uh, able yeah. to get the word out as, as much as possible. How you've been at, you've been in this healing music for let's say your whole life. Yeah, probably born to do. <laughs> I would certainly agree. Divine this lifetime led. and others, if we could yeah. say on this station, absolutely. And so I'm a little bit curious about how your music's evolved, say over the last 20, 30 years. I'm sure there's been as you've grown individually within yeah. yourself i'm sure the music sort of translates or comes out somehow how would you best describe right. that tr- evolution uh, as i listened to some of the earlier albums mm-hmm. <clears throat> the um the level of technology that we work with now allows me to translate more directly what i'm hearing inside mm-hmm. to what winds up that people can hear uh, in 1975, some of the things that I wanted to do, some of the instruments that I wanted and the sounds I wanted were not invented. Uh, and then starting in the mid-80s, when the synthesizer technology really started getting uh, interesting, there were new sounds. And for me, when I'm in the studio, that's like my sound temple. Uh, I Part of the joy for me is that I often get surprised in just about every recording project. There's at least one moment where something will happen that was totally unexpected, where 
I'm th I think to myself, as it happens, I, wow, I've never done that before. And for me, sometimes it might be a certain phrase, and it's like going through a doorway, and a whole new brand of music opens up. Uh, and that thrill of discovery, of going those places, uh, when I'm in the studio, it's as if I'm literally levitating off the piano bench. And the instruments that I have, the, uh, the Rhodes electric piano and some of the new sounds that I get on the synthesizer and other keyboards really just open up space. I could feel the sounds moving around. So hmm. there's, a, there's increasing levels of sophistication. Mm -hmm. uh, I would certainly uh, say that. And, um, but most of all, there's always heart and there's mm -hmm. always that healing energy. Because I also learned early on that it's not all about me. When I was playing the jazz and the jazz rock, there was everyone learns to be an entertainer. Uh, you learn to project and and you know just your strong ego. Mm. This healing music is not about ego. It's it's not about me. It's about the energy that comes through, and it's also a co-creation. I learned also mm -hmm. early on that I'm not doing all the playing. A lot of the ideas that I get. Uh, come through me, not necessarily from me. Mm. And that also goes back to the most ancient traditions of healing, of uh, tuning into one's muse. And that's what the, the uh, tradition I come from. And I always honor my uh, co-composers and my band of angels, uh, because even though I'm on stage usually alone as a solo concert, I have a whole band with me. Is that just that most people can't see them, and they're in the studio with me, and that's uh, that's one of the unheralded aspects that uh, I've always enjoyed uh, mm -hmm. and appreciated that uh, co-creation aspect. Uh -huh. uh, this is uh, David Kukla with uh, Stephen Halpern and uh, the traditional healers from the four corners of the world, and. Uh, Stephen's been talking about a lot about his history in this uh, healing music and uh, Stephen what would you say some somebody was maybe starting to get involved in their own healing journey maybe some meditation what would you as far as music how would you what would you recommend to them what would be a good start for them well People who are new to meditation say, oh, it's hard to meditate, my mind is so busy. I, I always think things. Well, guess what? Everybody has that thing. If you've been meditating for 40 years, I heard Ram Dass years ago say that he has that problem every day. So that's one of the benefits of listening, and, and the reason that my albums Deep Theta and Deep Alpha include also brainwave entrainment technology. It makes it easier to listen to that music, slow down your brain, you get some uh, real assistance. In addition to the music, there are some other technologies that really make it uh, a more powerful and automatic meditation mm -hmm. experience. And when you do this, it's best to close your eyes, not be multitasking, do not do this while you're driving, mm -hmm. and just maybe with headphones, or even if you start off with five minutes, mm -hmm. breathe, allow the music to resonate, and allow the music to play you. And as you go into the deepest spaces, because of where I am when I'm composing, I don't know where the next notes are going to be. So I go into that silence, and it's in that gap between thoughts. That's the same thing that uh, Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer talk about. I call it the space between notes. But it's in that place that you make mm. your connection to the quantum field. It's in that place you make a connection to the divine. And that's the key where meditating to Deep Alpha or Deep Theta or my Chakra Suite, some of those albums, it's automatic. You tap into an amazing energy field and quantum force that will really assist new meditators, seasoned and experienced meditators, and most anyone mm. in between. And if you don't Wonderful. want to meditate, just being in the presence of the music will have a beneficial effect, uh -huh. even as background. 
And if uh, people wanted to find some of your albums, CDs, what's the best Great. way to get in touch with uh, you, Steve? With me, uh, stephenhalpern.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-H-A-L-P-E-R-N.com. And I'm Facebook, links, and Twitter over there. And, of course, the music is on Amazon and iTunes and many other places. But uh, uh, it's really good to start assembling your own library so that you don't have to wait for a satellite radio or a, uh, a cable show to play a good song. You need to have your own access tools and resources. So I'm a firm supporter of uh, having your own sound medicine cabinet, as it were, uh, your own library. Yeah. And then you can call on what you need, when you need it, and, and there it is. Well, thank you, Stephen. That was Great. wonderful. And thank you, man. Uh, this is again David Kukla on the traditional healers from the four corners of the world on La Onda Bahita. And uh, we're talking about music and the ways that it can also support your healing and that uh, you can find stephenhelpern.com. You can locate his CDs. Thank you for being on the show. My and pleasure. I'd like to have you again. Maybe you could bring some of your music sometime and we could... We, we were going to say that. I was going to show that. I will bring it. We'll get a chance to play it next time. We will do that. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.